I swear this diversity a lot because it will always be an MBE. It will always it will always be an MBE, yeah. <clears throat> that will have you go in their bio and it's like head of the diversity for XYZ, diversity leader and blah blah blah. It will always be a diversity person that will critique the smell of a, a rusty penny and link it to slavery and do critical race theory on this, that and the Babe, just enjoy the film with your child and go along. If you're going to be doing critical race theory, yeah, let's not be doing critical race theory on a guppy gal, yeah? Let's do the critical race theory on the MBE that is after your name. That's where your energy needs to be. Hey everyone, welcome to the Black Canvas podcast. I hope you're all doing really, really well. So it's been a couple of weeks. How have you all been doing? We have been here, we've been living, we've been thriving some weeks, not thriving some weeks. Life has just been lifing. And as we say all the time, it's, this is real life. Like what we do, we love Black Canvas, but real life will always get in the way sometimes but we're happy to be back this is episode 13 and today it's myself and Demetrius and we are really happy to be here today so Dems how are you feeling what's going on um I'm okay to be honest I've been going through it a lot with my mental health the last few weeks so I've just Mm -hmm. been trying to kind of like process that and I've had a couple of diagnoses I'm not ready to kind of talk about it so publicly yet because I'm still in the process Mm -hmm. of dealing with it and I need to speak to like family and stuff about it as well I'd rather do that first than be talking my business on the internet but um I've been going through that the last last... (laughs) and it's hard because because when we're not in London and it's really expensive to get into London um Mm -hmm. I can't like see like family or close friends in London in the evenings or if I go to work, because it takes so it takes so long to get back home, and in the weekends I'm super busy or I'm just exhausted, so I'm just have, trying to like find some like time in the next week or so to kind of like go to London and see family and friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. talk to yeah. them about it. But um, yeah, it's been a lot, but I'm in good spirits and I'm a child of God, so it's all good. It's always it's always good, always good, and I absolutely love that for you. I think it's like. I think it's I think it's so important that you are able to process what's going on in your own time because you said you mentioned something about not wanting to or not ready to share on the internet and I feel like sometimes especially in this day and age it's like I don't know we always feel like we we have to not maybe not us but well, as in like do you know what I mean like I don't feel that pressure like let me just disclaimer I don't but there definitely is this thing where you know, if you don't put it online, it didn't happen. Right. And the fact that, you know, you can be like, do you know what? No, actually, this is for me. I don't have to share this online. Mm. And I think think that's so important because you're not ready and you may never be ready. And that's absolutely fine. As long Mm. as you're good, that's what matters. Yeah, I'm good. I've got a support system with my partner. Um, I'm in therapy. My therapist is actually amazing. So I'm good. I'm all good. Love it. Love it. So before we get in, so me, um, how am I feeling? I am, I'm feeling okay. 
the last couple of weeks have been really tiring, really stressful. Um, and yeah, we've not been around for a couple of weeks. And as I said at the beginning, life is just lifing. Um, but I'm happy to be here. Um, oh, Dems, I didn't even ask you. Do you have a highlight of the week? Oh, highlight of the week. Highlight of the week is I'm actually in London. <laughs> in London. Who uh, would have thought, you know? Who would have thought? <laughs> and, and you know what? Boat life is amazing. And being in the countryside is beautiful. But because we don't know anyone here and because it's so expensive to go to London and takes so long to get to London, I think we're starting to feel a bit lonely. Mm -hmm. And I'm just realising that I am kind of a city boy, a city girl at heart. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we are city girls. I'm really missing London at the moment. So it's just nice to be here and seeing some people, going to see some family, going to see some friends, going out, out tonight and then out, out tomorrow you know just living my life this weekend so this is the highlight of my week yeah yeah it's crazy because I guess that is a perfect example of like you know out of like distance does make the heart grow fonder the fact that you've because you know when you I remember when you left to go on the boat it's like yes let's leave London this stupid I was like bye Ashley bye Ashley London bye (laughs) stupid expensive city bye yeah bye and now I'm like, oh, baby, I miss you. I miss you. It wasn't you. It wasn't, like, me. it wasn't you. It was me. I love you, baby. Take me back. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> take me back, please. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I mean, look, I've I've continued to be in this dusty city. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> I haven't left. Um, mm. Oh, my days. Oh, my highlight was I saw the Queen. Oh, I saw the that was when I tell you that is like my highlight of the year. Like if from now until December, when you ask me what my high, I will tell you it is. I saw Beyonce. It was yeah. everything. That. It was everything and more. Like I went with such high expectations because I mean it's Beyonce. Of course. You know what I mean? Like I've 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 followed her career since Destiny's Child. Like she's always sort of been a part of like my life in you know as a performer as someone I've always known essentially so Mm. I've just never I've never seen her live and when the tour was announced we spoke about this on the pod I wasn't gonna I wasn't immediately like yeah I'm gonna go but then I'm so glad I did because I had such a fantastic time like I cannot over I cannot overstate how much I enjoyed myself it was just brilliant the atmosphere was just electric like she is just in a completely different league like a league of her own it Mm. was really money well spent we had such fantastic seats and as I said like what I loved about the show as well was that when you were walking up to the stadium and when you're walking around there was such an eclectic mix of people that Mm. if you didn't know it was Beyonce performing you wouldn't be able to guess do you know what I mean? Because mm. literally from the demographic, it you could be it could be anyone. Because there was, you know, old, young, like different races, different sexualities, different like it was just amazing just to see like just the sheer diversity of like people in that stadium. Mm. Um and I loved it. Like we sat next to people that were just such good vibes. There was um a lot of Americans there as well, I think, because it was probably cheaper for them <laughs> yeah. to fly here. Oh my god. 
um, I'm telling you, like, they such good vibes. But we, we'll get into Beyonce a, a bit later. Mm, but mm. Even still, I, that, that is just, yeah, my highlight. And we spoke about it in the group chat that it, yeah. she just made me feel like, yeah, I can conquer the world now. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, shout out to my highlight of the week. Shout out to your highlight of the week. And we're going to get into it. So we've been gone a couple of weeks. And when you're gone for even a minute, like the world moves so quickly that so much happens. And we thought that rather than trying to just pick a main topic for the week, we're just going to do like a really quick, cute recap of what's been going on the last couple of weeks. And it's been a lot. And even just trying to narrow down the, the the highlights has been a lot. And we are recording this on a Friday evening. And right now, hot off the press, I have just seen that Boris Johnson has quit as an MP. Wow. Yeah. Good riddance yeah. to bad rubbish. He... <laughs> At least this time you can focus on being a parent. He well, I mean, I I think he needs to first of all um, figure out how many he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he quits immediately as an MP after receiving the Partygate report. And mm. I mean, the, it's good that he's going. However, I would have much preferred if he was sacked, and you know, because he was so corrupt. That it was it was unreal. So was this report awful. we're talking about, yeah. Ugh. everything he was, about he, him. He was awful. literally he was awful, and he should never have been MP. Um, he should have never been PM. But that's beside the point. But anyway, basically the report, um, it was led by the MP. Um, MP was led privilege privileges committee, and they were the ones that looked into whether he had misled Parliament over lockdown breaking. Um, parties at Downing Street so if you will remember way back during lockdown you know we weren't allowed to do anything and we were allowed out what like an hour a day yeah Um, that kind of rules restrictions we had that these rules were set by the government however the government didn't think that those rules applied to them um so yeah he's obviously released a statement and he's accused the commons of attempting to drive him out um yeah so he has resigned as an MP. Um, and that's bye, that. Ashley. Bye. Yep. He said he's very sad to be leaving Parliament, but we are not very sad for him. So we are quite happy. Um, but yeah, he is a very privileged white man. He'll be absolutely fine. In it. So it is what it is. He's got baby on the way as well, innit? So he oh, needs to focus on that. I can't. I can't. He needs to focus on that. <sighs> anyway. Anywho, anywho. Speaking of... Yes, anywho. Speaking of overprivileged white men... Philip Schofield. Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) So this this story of dear Philip is is just it's one that's been brewing for a while. It's been brewing for a long time. It has. It's coming out. It's just oh yeah. It because at first it's like we were kind of being drip fed a potential scandal, Mm. but we weren't really sure do you know what I mean where it was going because he was still booking jobs he was still hosting this morning so it it kind of felt like well I mean they're probably just gonna brush it under the rug and that's that but no it does seem like things are crumbling around Philip so if you don't know who Philip Schofield is he is a well-known television presenter here in the UK 
Um, so he hosted this morning along with Ollie Willoughby. Um, and he's been on the This Morning for more than two decades. Um, mm. And he also hosted a string of children's shows. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> anywho. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, back in 2020, he made headlines um, when he came out as gay on This Morning. But the but that wasn't the interesting thing, right? If you actually... It's when, it's when he decided to come out that was what was interesting, right? Because just before he came out, he was alleged to have been in a relationship or grooming, allegedly, a young boy. And then five minutes later, Schofield's like, well, guys, one second, I may be a groomer, but actually, wait, I'm gay. Meanwhile, he's been married to his wife and they have two children. So I feel like everything, when he came out, that completely overshadowed these potential like grooming rumors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone focused on him being so brave and you know the fact that he'd been married to a woman all these years and had been you know potentially or allegedly struggling with his sexu- sexuality now finally felt comfortable to come out and yeah that was great but actually we were like well hold on but just five minutes ago we, we were seeing pictures of you with someone that looked quite young mm-hmm. so that happened and then it's almost as if like it just disappeared and then there was nothing about this alleged grooming stuff mm. and like, that was back in like the beauty of pr like lots of like smoke and mirrors and i think they know that it's easy for people to forget if you just tell them to right. look over there and look at something and that's big and shiny they're just going to go for it and that's what happens and i think that's what happened in this situation it was very right. smoke yeah. and mirrors and you know, it was all a big distract distraction. Because yes, I remember I remember when he came out on TV, I was like, Yeah, and Literally. Like, we all know we all know it's like an open secret that he was. So this whole like pomp and circumstance and like big announcement, it's like, why are you doing big, big announcement on your own TV show? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Like, it was that. like because I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when he came out my first thought was, but I, I thought you're gay. Like, but honestly, like, because I, I don't, I don't know Philip Schofield like that, to be honest. Like, I just, I just always assumed he was. So when I heard, so when he did the whole coming out thing, I was just like, okay, but hold on. But five minutes earlier, we saw you, we saw these very suspicious looking pictures of a someone that looked like a child. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was gone. So as you said, yes, magic of PR. So that kind of just went nowhere. And then earlier this year, all the stuff came out about his brother who has now actually been convicted and is now serving some a sentence in prison mm-hmm. for molesting young children. So that's when things started to pick up again with the focus now being on Philip. And actually mm. people started to remember, wait, hold on. Like, okay, all this, he's brave shit. No, mm. let's look a little bit closer at Philip. And also, so, and also the angle to that was that he didn't tell his brother, oh, you need to go to the police or you need to tell someone. The angle was Philip said, oh, you need to not do that again. What you did, just don't do it again. Lord I think that's, that's the angle that kind of brought everything back to the surface again. Mm. Because he didn't tell him to go to the police. He said what he did was wrong, but he said that don't do it again and like don't talk to me or whatever. Do you know what I mean? 
don't do it again like, like you just I don't know like ran a red light or something or you were just you know doing yeah. a 40 on a 35 like what on you know earth what I mean? or like oh. seasoning your chicken like in it that's just disgusting so so yeah so basically now fast forward to 2023 and um in May he announced that he would be leaving this morning um amid I guess revelations that he had lied about a relationship with a much younger male colleague um at first they before the stuff about the male colleague came out they tried to again the magic of pr that there were reports surfacing that there were tensions between him and holly but actually we now know that it was more about the fact that he had lied about this relationship um he really he revealed that he had an affair um, with the the younger male colleague, um, um, and I should stress here that the, the 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 age of this younger male colleague is not known. At what age? They just said much younger. So he's sixty one, right? So he revealed that he had an affair, and he said it was consensual in a statement that he mailed made to the Daily Mail. And here is the line that really just floored me. He said, "At the time, the move was." unwise but not illegal who says that you see you see how he came no one no one added him no (laughs) one drew him out no one said anything but he came with his gray hair and his big forehead to come and say it was legal no one was talking about legalities or anything but you came to come and tell us he he said a lot, right? He said a lot in this interview. He said, contrary to speculation, whilst I met the man when he was a teenager and was asked to help him to get into television, it was only after he started to work on the show that it became more than just a friendship. What? And again, no one begged you for this information. It was like Jonathan, you know, when Jonathan Majors put out that tweet. Right. And he was like, oh, you see, you see, guys, you see? And we're like, yeah, it doesn't make it look any better than it does now. Um, In fact, it makes it look even worse. Of course, of course. But I'm just looking at my notes and even further down. So he then does say, so he says all these kind of like, you know, worries me, my career is over, life is over, yada, yada, yada. But then he said that um, the relationship or the affair, because he was still married to his wife at the time, um, that it consisted of several sexual encounters, but not a relationship that started when his unnamed colleague was 20 and he called it a grave error. Um, no, I think what we would call that is grooming. Um, but yeah, th- these days it-, it was consensual. It was not wise, but not illegal. Like all of this like semantical words. It's like, no, you were. Yeah, you it's very semantics. But at the end yeah. of the day, like, do you know how, do you know how many people there are in this country that you can have a relationship with that like age I, I don't want to have any conversations about age gaps um I'm too old for those conversations I haven't got time for that but you've you've known this this guy since he was a kid and now he's entered manhood and now I just don't understand why you would want regardless of how you feel why you would want to enter a relationship with someone that you knew as a child literally somebody who is five seconds out of their teenhood literally like I, I literally don't understand and also you've got to understand like your position and your power here 
you, yes. you've been you've been in the entertainment industry for nearly 40 years mm-hmm. and you are married you are literally the face of ITV you're the face when when the sun is out you're the face of ITV basically and you've got this position of power and it's like why would you want to risk your career over this affair with just this one person that isn't actually gonna serve you other than sexually do you know what I mean it's like why would you risk where where is your head at you're a big big man you're 60 years old Mm. your head your head is in your nether regions for what and the thing is it's like why why would you be you're in this position of power but you risk it for a 20 year old that could potentially just tell anyone I just I'm just I mean, like, it's, it's, it's very alone. Every, everything is just really, it's just really odd. And now you've got your children. Your children are nearly thirty, and they're they're looking at this on in the papers and in the internet. It's like, when are you going to carry the shame that you need to carry? When are you going to carry the load? Because look at you now, and now you've got the cheek to to bring in Caroline Flack into the situation. Bitch, leave that woman's name out of your mouth. That is so disrespectful. I thought that was so disgusting. That's so disgusting. Mentioning Caroline Flack has been through his. I can't talk on how Richard 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 Philip Schofield is feeling. I can't talk on his feelings, but I don't. He doesn't. He didn't know what Caroline Flack was going through, and to compare his situation to her situation is fucking disrespectful. And you know what? Yes, you've got big backlash going on at the moment, but you know what you can do, Philip. You can go to the countryside, sit in a lovely countryside home and disconnect from the internet. That's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be doing PR, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down. What you should be doing is going away from the cameras for a few months and just sort yourself out because your career, your career can come and go whenever it can. Do you know what I mean? Like you're privileged, but you need to go away and just sort your shit out, sort your family out, sort your headspace out because at the end of the day, the public doesn't really care but now you're putting yourself here and now you're putting yourself in the way of your own peace by still being online still doing all these interviews still doing things with the paper and it just goes to show that the team around him doesn't care about him and doesn't care about his mental health so please stop telling me about your mental health and go to and talk about it to your therapist get off the internet stop reading the papers stop watching the tv Go out and enjoy peace because you have the privilege to. Stop talking to me about how uh, we are part of the reason why that you might unalive yourself. Please, please, please leave me alone. Sorry, I just had to get that out. No, no, very, very well said. And the, the the only thing I will add to that is that personally, I am not convinced that this is the first time that he is engaged in a inappropriate relationship and I think that he needs to be investigated and I hope that they're investigating him more deeply because what he's being accused of here is insane like he is being accused of being a groomer right that he is alleged to be a paedophile right Mm. that is a very serious accusation and we know that this country is very good at protecting those kind of people, mm-hmm. right? 
And I feel like we are on the cusp of like a Jimmy Savile type scandal here. Oh, of course. Because there are so many people involved in keeping something like this under wraps, right? The only reason why these things start to come out is when they no longer serve certain people to oh, keep their secrets. So Philip Schofield is not a victim. He's not. So when I'm looking at the media and Holly Willoughby is talking about, are you all right? We're a family, all this other bullshit. And it's like, where is all this love and concern, right? For an alleged child in the middle of all of this, who mm. was taken advantage of, because as you rightly mentioned, right? Philip Schofield is a very powerful man in the media, right? He's, he not only has age on this person, he also has an illustrious career behind him. Mm-hmm. He's very powerful. So there's already a very off power dynamic. So I think that this whole narrative that the media are trying to push about him being fragile and, you know, we need to be kind. No, we don't be kind to alleged pedophiles. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I am, I look, for me, zero tolerance with this bullshit. I don't give a shit about his mental health. I'm so sorry. Like, if you have, if he has done what he's being accused of doing, I don't give a shit about his mental health. You don't get to rob children. You do not get to do that. Rob children of their innocence, take advantage of children, and, and then we, we're supposed to care about your mental health. Exactly. And it's like, he he met this guy when he was a child, and then it got to the point where he wanted to get into the TV industry, and Philip helped him get into the TV industry to the point where he then became a runner for mm-hmm. um for this morning. So there's that whole again. You're talking about mm. power. There's that whole power that comes into play, like introducing him into the right. TV industry. You know, him being probably being a good reference for him. Do you know what I mean? If someone yeah. I'm at Philip Schofield, big, big Philip Schofield is recommending you at like 16, 17, 18 years old to do like an internship or your first kind of position in the TV industry. You're not just applying just by yourself out of your own merit and encouragement and wanting to get into the industry. Mm-hmm. You've got the back of Philip Schofield next to you. Literally. You know what I mean? That means something. There's, some, there's power at play. And the fact right. that. I don't know. I don't know Philip Schofield, but I would be like, I need <laughs> this one. <laughs> I would treat professional. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to put I'm my energy you. into someone that reflects me, not someone that I have a position of power over. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like even the optics itself, it's just like, he's you're a big, big man at 60 years old and you don't even recognise that. With all of the people that you've interviewed, everything that you know within the TV industry, and again, it speaks. I mean, to that. It speaks to the fact that this sort of behavior is normal within the entertainment industry, within the TV industry. Yep. So all of this behavior yep. is normalized to the point where men like Philip Schofield don't actually think like people outside of the TV industry. Because me looking at it, I'm thinking this is yep. all off from the like, junk. I mean, that industry is just riddled with all sorts all sorts and as I said I feel like we are on the cusp of a massive scandal here because these kind of people are protected for decades and that's why you've got everyone on this morning now doing crying and hugging and 
oh my god are you okay and oh my god let me get out my bible verse and do alison listen oh my god please just because no. you've got that cute cute wig that is laid right yeah just because your wig is laid right don't mean that you can act like that i'm sorry you, you have worked so too crazy. hard you have worked too hard too 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 hard to be talking like that and bringing out bible verses bible verses are, are we are we all okay and that's why and again i can't i can't blame these obviously i can but i can't come on these presenters too tough because they are in this they're in this entertainment industry where it's just like if you don't follow this game then your career is is dust it's tumbleweed yeah but, yeah, but even even holly willoughby wasn't crying up on the tv like man oh, like i mean eventually I, she came back eventually you know no, she did and she i saw the statement that the very the, the carefully drafted statement that she read off of a sheet i saw that i just alison sweetheart like my goodness like the guy is being accused of being a pedophile for goodness sake right like are you up there crying for him talking about my bible says will you put the bible down the man down. Like, and the fact what that else? what else is spinning me as well is that the narrative is that he is well he's he's groomed he's groomed this guy but what itv are doing is that they're getting everyone to come on tv to be saying oh we're gonna really miss him he was oh, he he was a big part of this this program he was part of the fan why why are we all what's going on what is actually going on this i find he's I lost find his management his management have dropped him because apparently philip lied to his management and said there was nothing going on and now all yeah, of yeah, yeah. Out, they've dropped him i think that's a whole lie as well but anyway but everything is just a performance and i'm just sitting here all of you are just fucking idiots that's that's all I can get. I just I just think it's, just I, I mean he's not being accused he's not being accused here of, you know, failing to pay his taxes or something. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, acting like he had died. Yeah, like, and like what he's being accused of here is is so is so disgusting and so unthinkable. And everyone is acting like, as I said, like he just forgot to pay a bill or, you know, he said a bad word online on, on live on air. Like, no. What he's been accused of is a very serious thing, and I would Im- I would have hoped that that's something that you know collectively we can all agree on is a bad thing. But no, there's so much concern for him and his mental, and I'm just like no, because we're not going to use we're not going to throw around mental health for somebody who is an alleged groomer. Like, please, no. So, so I just I mean, it'll, we'll see how this story unfolds because it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon and as i said like we're on the cusp of potentially something huge so yeah let's just see let's just see where this goes but i just hope that at the center all of all of this the young boy who is pretty who is pretty much at the center of all of this i just hope that he's okay because Mm. that is that is a lot um to deal with um if he was you know allegedly groomed by philip um, he may not have even known that was what that was happening to him. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. now there's all of this media speculation around their relationship. He at the time he may not have even known what was going on. So my just thoughts are with him, and I just hope that he's surrounded by the support and love that he needs. Mm. 
Um, so the next big story, <laughs> The Little Mermaid. We're going to take a bit of a 180 here. Oh, my and just God. just go in the other direction. I'm trying to muscle oh. up the energy to be <laughs> more want to talk about this. Because... Oh. Sweet Lord, help us all. Let me, let me yeah. tell you. Let's start from the all beginning. Right. Let's start from the beginning. So unless you're li- you've been living under a rock... Or I don't know, you just don't like Disney films. The Little Mermaid is a classic. Um, the original Disney movie was made in 1989. So yeah, very long time ago. Um, and they decided to do a live remake. And nothing new. They've done quite a few of these remakes um, of the Disney classics. So The Little Mermaid is not, it's not anything new. However, what was, I guess, new with this one is who they decided to cast as Ariel. Hallie, I'm going to say Halle Berry, (laughs) Halle Bailey, um, she was cast as Ariel. And you probably might be wondering, well, what's so controversial about that? Well, in the original 1989 Disney classic, Ariel is a very white person, very white woman. (gasps) Don't forget the red hair. She's got lovely red hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, we need to make sure we get that correct. So she was a redhead, as in red um, this is Mermaid, Half Fish. Um, and Halle Bailey was cast to play Ariel in the live action remake. And yeah, it it sent shockwaves around the world. And there were a lot of people who weren't happy with that because it was just like, well, Ariel, she's, a, you know, a beloved historic figure. Why would we make her black? Um, I mean, yeah. um there are there's there's a few different angles we could go down with this story because you see you see you see how you said there's a few different angles and i'm like why why are there angles to this story because because yeah because we're we're talking about we're talking about mermaids yeah talking about a singing crab we're talking about a ursula the sea witch we are talking about flounder a bird who talks right this is a cartoon right a fictional cartoon that they decided to remake however many 30 odd years later right and when i say there are a few different angles it's very bizarre that this film which is just a kids fiction just whatever makeup la la land has caused has ruffled so many feathers right the first angle right is the fact that many people did not like the fact that a black woman was going to play Ariel. And I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm just trying to muster up the strength to explain why they were upset. Um, Because they were like, you know, it's the woke people gone mad. Um, I even saw some people upset because Ariel was representation for women who have red hair. Um. Yeah, Adems, please help me out here. I mean, I just... I I don't actually care. I don't care. I don't understand. Like, fish girl, guppy girl, yeah, chat about. Like... <laughs> why, why am I here? Why am I here talking about this? And red, redhead representation. Please, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I haven't got time. 
I just don't what care. I will say, well, let, let me let me just add. Right, I've actually I've seen the Little Mermaid now. I went to go and see it with my daughter and my nieces. Right, because it's a kids' film. <laughs> okay, and I absolutely loved it. I've always loved the Little Mermaid. Right, I so heard it was, I was really good. Like yes, I, I follow some some film critics on YouTube. And they said it's actually mm-hmm. a really good adaptation of the movie. It is. It's not, it's not it like is. word for word. It's no, it's not. It's, it's a. It's kind of adapted. There are there are a lot of things that are the same, but it's adapted as as well. And they've said that it's actually a really good adaptation of the of the cartoon. I thought it was an excellent adaptation because the original film I think is like an hour and just over an hour and a bit. And then the new one is about two and a half hours, something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah. So they really, they really fleshed it out, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, they kind of like really gave it a bit more meat. Um, mm. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't. I mean, when I say I don't want to spoil it, but of course I can't spoil it. What am I saying? Anyway, if you ain't seen it, then I'm so sorry. Um, but it's it they just fleshed it out a bit more and I really enjoyed it. They they even added a few extra songs in it. Mm. so yeah I enjoyed it and I think what I really loved about it is that like you know my daughter and my nieces they really loved it um mm. I think me and um, I think me and um, their mum we felt we felt that we probably enjoyed it more than they did <laughs> only because you know I, I remember the original they've seen the original but no they loved it mm. um and if as if this whole thing couldn't get any weirder there was then some discourse around the fact that the adaptation wasn't historically accurate. Lord of mercy, Jesus, by my soul. Lord God, Father God. Listen. I was like, I'm sorry? His What? So basically, because of when the little... Oh, I feel so dumb even talking about this. Like, okay, so... Let me compose myself. So because because of the time that the little mermaid is set, it coincidentally is around the time of slavery. Right? And this chap who I I don't know if he was the one that started this discourse, Not but this chap. But I he's the one who we noticed. Um it's a chap called um Marcus Ryder, um, MBE, right? Mm, get that bit, bit right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to that need that's um very important that we yeah say that. Um, and he basically wrote a tweet which he has now deleted. He didn't write a tweet. Where, he wrote a thread. But carry on. Yes, he wrote a thread, and which which was then followed on by a blog because he said that you know we misunderstood him, um, and then he went on to this chat even more shit. But anyway, um. <laughs> He wrote a tweet about the Little Mermaid, um, where basically he was criticizing the fact or or highlighting the fact that you know he went to go and see it with his son, and while he loved it, he felt a bit uncomfortable with the whitewashing of history or something along those lines. I saw the tweet and I thought to myself, "What? Like he he does realize that this isn't a biopic, like it's not a documentary." <laughs> Guppy like, girl biopic. <laughs> I was like, what, what, like, like Ariel, like it's not real, Marcus. Like, it's very okay for worlds to be created out of thin air that don't always have to 
involve trauma where black people are concerned. Like we are allowed to create a fantasy where slavery doesn't exist, right? We are allowed, black actors and actresses are allowed to be actors and their presence in a movie doesn't have to center trauma Mm. just because they're black. Like we are allowed to do whimsical films. We're allowed to imagine a world where we weren't enslaved for hundreds of years. We're allowed to exist in a world where maybe maybe we are the kings and queens, right? Maybe mm. maybe we're the ones who who have the privilege. Do you know what I mean? That's the beauty of an imagination. That is the beauty of fantasy because the real world sucks. <laughs> so it's very okay for us to have something like for goodness sake i read that thread and i thought to myself wow you must be a barrel of laughs because it's like i swear this diversity a lot because it will always be an mbe <laughs> it will always it will always be an mbe yeah that will have you go in their bio and it's like head of the diversity for X, Y, Z, diversity leader and blah, blah, blah. It will always be a diversity person that will critique, it will critique the smell of a, a rusty penny and link it to slavery and do critical race theory on this, that and the... Babe, Han, enjoy the film with your child and go along. Leave I, it- us alone. And also, if you're going to be doing critical race theory, yeah, let's not be doing critical race theory on a guppy gal, yeah? Let's do the critical race theory on the MBE that is after your name. That's where your energy needs to be. And that's every MBE, OBE, ABCDEFG person out there, yeah? When we're doing critical race theory, like, it's like, do your diversity thing, yeah? Do you make that bread and that money, take care of your family, do whatever you need to do, yeah, and do for, do for your community, whatever that you that you can do with your MBE or whatever. But when it don't come on the internet to do critical race theory, when you haven't applied that critical race theory to the letters that are after your name, because that's the whole reason why you 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 got your hairline taken back, even though you haven't got one anymore, right? Because you are putting your energy on things that really don't matter. Like we get it. We get it's problematic. We get it looks a bit off. We 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 get that we get the ick. Yeah, we get the ick. Right. Just let us enjoy the thing. And out of all of this discourse, no one talked about the real gag. The real gag is that this guppy gal, this fish gal, is giving up her life, her big big life, her city girl life down under in Atlantis, for some white man up above, to get what not diseases or whatever, like. The whole thing is like anti-feminist, but no one, no one wanted to loop that into there. No one wanted to loop in some intersectional like theory. Like we just jumped on this one little thing and it's just like, why? For what? Just enjoy the goddamn film, man. There are other, and it's a Disney film as well. Like Disney doesn't actually care. Here's the thing. The casting for The Little Mermaid, like it wasn't intentional to race swap. Hayley Bailey, no, just, Hayley no, Bailey just came in, did the audition, sang like a singer, and everyone was like, that's our Ariel. That's yeah. that. 
So it wasn't intentional. No. Second of all, Disney does not care other than to make money. Disney has hundreds of IPs and the gravy train is we're going to remake everything from our IP because it's cheaper and we have it. Spend no more than a couple of hundred million. Disney are making bank. Even even if the Disney films don't do well critically, they're still making at least five, six, seven hundred million pounds per film. That's all they care about. They don't care about the discourse. They don't care about the discourse on either side. So if you've got this company that really doesn't give a shit about what you say, why are we here? Just enjoy the thing. No one actually cares. Some of you really get in the way of your own goddamn peace, and it's fucking annoying. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. No, no, I appreciate everything you said because it, it's right. Like you said everything right. Like, I mean, really, a member of the British Empire. Like, why don't we just start there? Let's um, start there. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just really, it's just crazy to me. Like, um, I, I, I laugh about it on one hand because I feel like this is the these are the blacks that we have um, leading race discourse in the UK. Like this is, this is as radical as it gets. This is as radical as it gets because they Critique will still. Character, character is your, your radical thinking. Right. But just a couple of weeks ago, they had their, they had their faces all the way up King Charles's bum. Literally. Right. But, but it's, but it's aerial that you want to criticize. And I just have to say this because in, one of his in his uh, he even though he deleted the tweet he did go on to create another thread because apparently everybody misunderstood the first one um and he has given two options that he thinks that the creators should have you know done in order to i guess be a bit more accurate um he said that option one was to pick a totally different setting free of historical baggage related to black people Option two, keep it in the 18th century Caribbean, but avoid erasure of black history, for instance, by setting it in Haiti, which had already thrown off the shackles of slavery. Listen, five to 12 year olds don't want to know about the Haitian revolution. They just want to be five to 12 year olds. No one is going to Disney for critical race theory. No one is going to Disney for historical accuracy. Get your goddamn priorities in the right place. And if you care that much, go and be DNI, head of DNI, CEO of D D D E and I of of Disney, instead of telling us what you think. Because we actually don't care. What do you mean? Set the Little Mermaid in it's so not it's so Are you are it's you so... are you actually okay? It's so nonsensical. So it's, you want you just so want your kids to be doing like trauma, 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 trauma all the time. Basically, basically, because even one of his options about saying that it should be set in a time period that is free of any, you know, historical baggage linked to black people, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you, Marcus, bruv, when in when in in the history of time has that happened? When was that Genesis? When? when? You could pick a year out of thin air and I can guarantee you there is something that has happened in that year, in that decade, in that century, right? That was awful. Right? Where did we set it? Deuteronomy? Leviticus? Where did we set it? <laughs> like, because that's, that's the only time I feel we're probably going to have to set it, right? Literally. Literally. Or, or like, 
and, and this is why this is why we have fantasy and and i just find it so disingenuous because um there is a lot of material out there there's a lot like there is hundreds of books and films and shows that accurately depict what happened there is so much text out there that is suitable for adults, suitable for kids. If you really want to go out there and understand our history, if you really want to go out there, there, there are resources for that. They exist. There are people out there who are doing the work to preserve our history, to make sure that the whitewashing of history does not continue. That, that work is being done. It is there, right? There are people who are continually rejecting the institution, who are rejecting monarchy, what they represent, what they did to our ancestors. But here you are accepting, accepting these honours from the very institution who completely wiped out your ancestors who built their wealth on the blood of your ancestors but you're here talking about ariel like let's be serious like if you really if you if it's about making sure that your children understand history you can do that it doesn't have to be one or the other i think that's really important because sometimes i completely get as parents sometimes it can be a struggle you know when to introduce your children to like the realities of life or when it's important for them to understand that, okay, this is just, you know, whitewashing or history or, or this is a lot. I completely get that, but this is not that time, right? When I watched The Little Mermaid, I didn't sit in that cinema thinking, oh my God, she's going to think that slavery didn't happen. Like, what on earth? She's going to know in a few years time when they're teaching at school, like let the kids be kids and enjoy the fantasy. Oh my god, and this is the thing, sorry, sorry, I just cut you off, I'm sorry, but... No, it's fine. We need to be able, like you said before, we need, especially as black people, we need to be able to dive into fantasy, to dive into creativity, to dive into thinking of a world that is free of the stress and trauma that we have in the day-to-day. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of the the MBE, OBE, ABCDEFG lot, because they are all up in diversity and inclusion, diversity, equity, inclusion every day. They're just so consumed with diversity and getting it right and what we should do. Sometimes, like at the weekend, just free yourself from all of that because life isn't all about that all the time. Sometimes we need we need to center some joy in our life that doesn't that doesn't like center trauma. Or what it's what it's like to navigate Britain as a black person. What 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 it's like for my child to oh my god, let your children live in the fantasy. And you know what? You go and live in that fantasy as well. You're spending 20, 30 pounds to then go and do a trauma in your big head. For what? Meanwhile, your son is sitting there enjoying life. Go and enjoy life like your son, man. That's it. That's it. Like all of that stuff will be there tomorrow. Honestly, really? like it's not going anywhere. Like our history is what it is. Like I just want, like just you know, bringing it to it like a, you know a close and just like being serious because he that what he said was nonsensical. But if I was trying to, if I'm going to try and bring anything out of that, like we can st- we can do both. Is what we're saying. Like it's very mm. important that we're able to recognize 
our history for what it is and yeah there there is there are some films out there who that are not you know historically accurate and and I'm not even talking about Disney films here like that is he's just chatting shit there but in terms of wanting that accuracy these things do exist and I think it's really important that we have balance we talk about balance all the time on this show because trauma if you're not careful can follow you because it's just that the news, the media, you know, our histories, you know, what our skin represents, like how we exist in the world, like all of this thing is very, very real. And I think it's just important that you're able to find those pockets of joy. I mean, we, we, de- we dedicate a whole episode to joy because it's important to do that. Life is about balance. And yes, we, we can be very socially conscious. We are very socially conscious on this show. We're very plugged in. But with that can come an overwhelming sense of sadness if you're not careful, if you do not weigh out the bad with the good, the good with the bad. So look, The Little Mermaid, 10 out of 10 for me. It was a fantastic film. Go and enjoy it with your family, with your friends, with your kids, nieces, nephews, whatever. Enjoy the film for what it is. And can I just say, she was fantastic in the film. Like I can see why they chose her. Like I like that Mm. they came out and said, look, they just chose the best person for the role. And another shout out to what's her name? The actress who played Ursula. My goodness. She was fantastic. So I just want to just like shout out the actors in that film because they were amazing. Like absolutely amazing. What's her name? Melissa McCartney. That's it. She was fantastic. Anywho. Um, What's this guy's name? So we were in two minds about, about whether we were going to talk about him and we're going to very briefly touch on it. Briefly, please. Was everywhere. Um, a guy called, I just, I don't even want to use his name, but Mizzy. <laughs> Mizzy. <laughs> Mizzy, um, his real name is Bakari Bronze Ogaro. And basically he became a bit of a internet sensation if you want to call him that like you know he rose or infamy should i say he rose to infamy he posted a number of videos online where he was filming himself attempting various practical jokes right now the premise of what he's doing is not new like i think since the internet has been around like we've seen you've know, had whole shows like on mtv and stuff that have been dedicated to like pranks and stuff like that do you know what i mean so it's so mm. i guess the premise of what he was trying to do is not new however right he like so many people on the internet clearly know how to get attention and how to get attention is is often to push the boundaries of what's considered normal and sometimes what's considered legal right um and basically he went from posting videos of you know sort of harmless practical jokes to being more serious where he was walking into people's homes without being invited in um walking up to people at night i saw a video specifically was to a woman asking her if she would like to die and he essentially became a bit of a nuisance um and the pranks started to become they went from being harmless to being quite harmless and being being a nuisance essentially Mm. um and now he's everywhere and there was a, a bit of discourse on the timeline about him. And, and, you know, it was some people were divided. Some people felt that, you know, he's a misguided youth. He just needs a mentor. He needs to channel all of this energy into something a bit more constructive. And then there were others who were just like, he just needs to be locked up. He's a degenerate. He's a nuisance. And he needs to be locked up. And now he's been on the Piz Morgan show. 
Lord of Mercy. <laughs> Look, I know Devs does not want to talk about this. And the main reason, I, I guess the main reason why I brought it up, one is because it's, it was everywhere. And two, I wanted my opinion to be known on this, right? Because I personally think that he knows exactly what he is doing. I don't believe he's misguided. I believe he knows exactly what he's doing. Because as I said before, even adults do stupid shit to get attention. Everybody knows now, in order to go viral online, you have to be prepared to push boundaries, right? Whether that's saying some really controversial, outlandish, offensive shit, or doing something that is so out of the ordinary, borderline, illegal, offensive for you to get attention. And that's what he's doing. And he is just a symptom of the world that we live in today. Mm. All I will say is, when this whole thing came out, I was like, why are we here? I keep saying this. I say it a lot in the group chat. Like, yeah, when, why are we these, here? when all these stories come and people do discourse, I'm like, why are we here? Like, why are you doing discourse for? We, we didn't know about this guy before and he was doing his thing before and now we're here talking about it it's like yep what he's doing yep it's wrong he's a bit of a dick you know he's putting himself and other people in danger but at the end of the day the more we have this discourse the more we amplify his content the more you lot argue with each other doing back and forth for god knows what because me i've got a job to do between nine and five so i don't know what you're arguing online for but the more we all do this, the more we amplify his content, the more we amplify his presence. And the reason why he's on Piers Morgan is because all of you lot were just doing discourse all the time. Because I mean, Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan doesn't have a leg to like. He cannot be doing like you know high horse here because I'm so sorry. Oh, Piers of Piers course, of course. But we Piers Morgan got to be on his high horse because you lot amplified the content. Like, he wouldn't have got onto Piers Morgan if the content wasn't amplified in the first place. True. And I think, and I think this is, the, this is the thing. It's like, we get this this whole attention economy, like you said before. Mizzy knows what he's doing. He's 18 years old. He's immature. But he still knows what he's doing. And he's got, he's got the attention that he's wanted now. And now he's using it yeah. for whatever. And, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Piers Morgan... He's he can't be doing be on on his high horse talking about whatever because he's just a he's, dick he's, in general. He's a terrorist, like he has been relentless the last few years. I mean, on what's her name, like Meghan Mark, like Meghan Markle, like he's been relentless. Like it's been actually quite disturbing to watch. He's a terrorist, and I feel like they're all the same. Like literally, I put them in the same bucket. At mm. least with Mizzy, right? To a certain extent, he's eighteen. Right, he's not a child, but he's also he's still very, very young. Piers Morgan is a big, big man. What do you have this little boy on your show for? What do you have this little boy on your show for? Because you two, you want the views. You two want the views. We live in a culture now where it values nothing but attention. That's literally all it is, just attention. So you can't invite this, this, this stupid boy onto your show trying to reprimand him. Meanwhile, you have invited him. What is he doing there? Mm. And the same with that other that other TV show, is it BMTV or yeah, 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 BLTV? Yeah. I don't know what TV it is, but that guy with that bow tie that got schooled by yeah, people, yeah, and then he then yeah. he decided to throw his toys out of the pram and accuse him of looking at that woman. I'm just like, why again? Why am I here? And I'm sorry to have to say it, we are part of the problem. I get it. Pierce Morgan, Pierce Morgan is a dickhead. We can't. Def- we, um, no one's going to defend him, but. 
Pierce Morgan does what Pierce Morgan does. Like, I'm not surprised by it. And I, I, I just can't get on the internet and be cussing out Pierce Morgan again and again and again for doing exactly what he does. If we hadn't amplified the content in the first place and screaming at each other online, even the way that a lot of a lot of you were talking, not you obviously, Tox, but a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> when I say you lot, obviously I'm not including you, Tox, but I'm just saying like you lot, man, you say you want, um, you say you want better for our community but you can't even talk to each other online you can't even argue with each other online when you've got one small difference in opinion everything has to be you have to be cussing each other you have to be bringing someone down just because you've got one slight difference of opinion especially about this topic yep if someone's like racist or homophobic or sexist or whatever do do the drag do what needs to be done but for a difference of opinion the way you lot were talking online, it was actually fucking disgusting. And it's and and I knew this would happen, which is why I didn't really say anything about it. I did actually say something about the way you lot were talking about online was uh whatless, but just mm-hmm. like the discourse around it, it was it was actually disgusting. It was really unhealthy. And I'm sitting here thinking, all of this discourse online, yet you've had you've added zero value to the conversation. I, I could only pick like a handful of people talking online where they actually added value to the conversation. 95% of the conversation added zero value, but amplified amplified mm-hmm. his content, which then led him onto Piers Morgan. So I think, yeah, it's all it's all good cussing out these platforms that do exactly what they do. They've been doing that from day dot. But I think there's something that we we need to take some responsibility in terms of how we communicate on social media, how we have conversations on social media online. I think since the pandemic, we've lost how to communicate with each other online because before the pandemic, there were a lot more, I think there were just a lot more events. There were a lot more kind of like town hall events, panel events where we were sitting down talking, holding space for community and now since the pandemic we've just been so engrossed in online and communicating online and throwing our opinions online like like we said ahead of the ahead of the chat there are certain things about like what i'm going through i'm not putting online and it's just like everyone just wants to be validated online i think everyone is just putting their emotions out there and saying everything they don't want to say online and when it comes to things like this where we're we're having discourse about a topic or a conversation about something that pertains to our community a lot of it we're just throwing opinions out there so we can be validated and we know we're going to get validated by some people and i think we just need Mm -hmm. to we need to reframe how we have conversations and how we have discourse about things that pertain to our community online and this whole situation with Mizzy is a big, big reflection on us because I just haven't seen a lot that has added value to us as a community or to the conversation. And I'm just I'm just sitting here again, like I said, why am I here? Why am I here talking about this? The same thing with the Little Mermaid. Like, why are we here? Why are we talking about this? What value are we adding? And it's why I've kind of I've I've not been online a lot. I don't do a lot of discourse online a lot. I say a few things, I reply to some people's tweets, but I'm not out here doing big, big threads and conversations or talking about sex. I'm just like, (laughs) for what? Like, what value? And I think, again, we have to be intentional. I think with Web 3.0, this era of Web 3.0, with social media and with the internet, we have to be really intentional about what we're doing on here. 
because at the end of the day we're having random conversations putting our thoughts and feelings out there and all all of the discourse that we're having online is just being mined and people are just making money off it and what what benefit are we getting what benefit are we getting just throwing ourselves to the internet having random discourse arguing with each other not even being able to have not even able to have to hold conversations with each other without getting offended at one word or the way something's phrased and then we've got an hour of quote tweet arguments i think this whole mizzy thing is just a reflection of how how we should be intentional with how we use the internet and social media mm-hmm. because mizzies are going to be out here they're going to be out here doing the thing so it's like how do we not only how do we help young people like him but also how do we help ourselves build better communities on and offline because yeah. that's the big picture and that's mm-hmm. why even though it feels good to have this discourse online it feels good to have this discourse like on twitter like it feels good i get it but at the end of the day what does it serve at the end of the day but stress and commotion mm-hmm. and I think with everything that I'm going through with like my mental health and stuff, I just don't have capacity for the bullshit anymore. And it's kind of I just kind that. of re- made me realize like, like why the fuck am I talking about this child? Like mm-hmm. let the child do what the child's doing. If he gets arrested, he gets arrested. He'll, he's young. He will learn. But like, why am I here? But that's just my opinion. I just realized I've tried for ages. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's absolutely fine because you went from, why am I here? I'm not going to say nothing to actually, I'm going to tell you how I feel. <laughs> I, <know>. so, <laughs> I appreciate oh. that. I appreciate, I mean, you, it's all very well said. And I think yeah. just, just to even like give some, like some type of an answer or even just my reflections on when you say like, you know, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. I think that like, if, if we really think about like the internet and just what we've normalized, in 2023 versus like 2001 for example like I think that this has definitely been this is an evolution of just us continually pushing the boundaries of what's considered normal Mm. I think that's what it is because there was a time in life where I mean to me it's still very strange but it's very normal for people to just film very mundane life activities and that's content it's very normal for Mm. people to film very intimate moments that was once quite private between you know a couple or between friends or whatever and post it on the internet it's very normal for people to film their very young children again doing very mundane things their children just existing their children crying like these are all deemed very normal things to have on the internet there was a maybe not so long ago it wasn't normal it wasn't mm-hmm. normal for, for like there are some people that I have never met in my entire life and I know the inside and out of their house because they will film every inch of their house like do you know what I mean like it we've normalized so much that we've actually come to a point now where it's like well of course people are now just pushing continuously pushing boundaries mm. to the point now where we have a mizzy so it's like, okay, we can be shocked at what he's doing, but I just feel like this is just a buildup of over the years of just continually just put, like I keep repeating the same thing, pushing what is considered to be normal. Mm-hmm. And now it is very normal for young children, young kids, young adults to film themselves walking into people's homes. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that we, like, we just 
there's just I think there's just a lot of people can do to just look at them their lives and look at the content that you consume and like and you can then be able to very easily answer the question about how we got here Mm. oh because all it takes is this is how we got here um and that's why as as visible and as like outside I am in terms of on the internet there is still there are still corners of my life that I keep quite guarded because I want to be able to preserve that norm that that normality. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, mm. and I think that more of us should be doing that, particularly, um, you know, as you get older and you get more, you have more responsibility, or you have kids, or or whatever. Not everything is up for internet consumption, and I do think that um, we've gotten here because we have just continuously just been pushing the boundaries around what we share. How, how how much we invite strangers into our homes like this is the combination of that i think mm. oh yeah of course like even when i remember back to my like my my myspace and facebook days i right. i am so glad that i deleted facebook and deleted myspace because the way mm. i chatted lord have mercy upon my soul i chatted the most random stuff oh my god i'm so glad i deleted that but i get it and I, mm-hmm. I took pictures of everything. Every time I went out, I took pictures, posted it online. I'm just like, I get it. It's not, it, well, obviously it wasn't to the extent that it is now with like video. Right, right. But I get it. I, I get that going online, saying whatever, going online, posting whatever. Like, I get it. Like, I was I was young before. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I totally, I totally understand like how we've gotten there because... Mm-hmm. to a large extent I was doing the same thing as well but like you've said I've gotten older things have changed and I'm just intentionally not even protection intentionally protective or intentionally regard oh, guarded I just don't post certain shit online because it's no one it's no one's business mm-hmm. do you know what I mean no one's business. yep yep no I, I totally get it it's nobody's business and I think and I, I and, and yeah it's, it's important for me to do that to be honest because it, it's just not it's not normal for us to be connected to so many different people at one time. Strangers. Um, just have to be, do you know what I mean? Strangers. That's a, that's a, essentially what we are to each other. We are strangers. And I do not cross that boundary. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, what, you know, the boundaries that I set for myself, the boundaries that you set for yourself, they may not be the same, but I just think people need to start cultivating some boundaries essentially. Right. I think that's what they need to do um, because the internet is a scary place. It can be a very scary place and it can make people do very scary things. Um, so yeah, it's just something to think about um, because the way we're going, I mean, it's just, it just feels like anything, everything is just like nothing's off limits and yeah. that's a scary place to be in when, when somebody has, you know, zero control and all your inhibitions thrown out the window, let that person loose with the camera. My gosh. Mm. And obviously you know, when you know you're I mean? young, when you're that young, you don't have that fear. Do you know what I mean? You're fearless when you're that young. Right, right, so of right. Of course, exactly. like, someone like Mizzy is going to be like, oh, I'm just going to prank and do whatever I want and just put it online. Of course he is. Not, doesn't make it yeah. right, obviously. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it right. Of course. But, of course, you know, yeah. when you're that young, you're fearless, you know. You're, you're putting your relationships online, you know? You're putting everything that you do with your friends online, tours of your house online. When you're that young, you're fearless. You just... There are some big, big adults, yeah, putting their house... I know, I know, I know. 
<laughs> hence why I said day, young people. You know? Hence why I said young people, because at least they've got the excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's trust me. Maybe another day we can really look at the you know the phenomenon <laughs> that that is the internet and what it, the crazy things that it makes people do. But but we're gonna we're gonna end on a like a high a high note. So again, like we said, so many different topics that have been happening over the last couple of weeks. But one thing we one thing that we do want to highlight is DLT Malta, right? Mm. Uh, because nyash 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 on the tea yes i'm telling you in yash we trust oh. in yash we trust so beautiful I, so good I was just like, uh, wow. look at all these beautiful black people oh my god it was i don't know what it was like something must have been in that maltese water because i haven't seen dlt like this before everyone was they enjoying good. they oh. looked good as in, I was just like, what is what is on that? What is in that sun? Like, what, do they have a different sun in Malta? Because <laughs> they looked good. And not only did they look good, they looked happy. Happy. They looked look moisturised. Oh. They looked well, look well fed. Well fed, hydrated, moisturised. Oh. I was just like, okay, so for those of you listening, right, if you don't know what DLT Malta is, so essentially it's a four-day extravaganza right that is somewhere between like an a smallish intimate festival and a, just one big party mm. um and i think last year i think was the first one they did um so before dlt malta so before they took it international um dlt um which stands for days like this is basically a group of friends that came together um to put on um day parties um that, you know a nice little cute brunch followed by a day party and you're basically home by like 10 o'clock mm. right and then for you know for our age demographic that sounds like a bloody good time to me oh. because those of you that may know me or may know dems like we like to be in bed for about nine o'clock <laughs> so if i can go out have a cute brunch have a little two-step see some friends have a little drink and be home by nine oh my god sign me up right so so that is, and they've now basically taken that concept, that concept has blown up and they've now taken it abroad. And the great thing that I loved about seeing them all over Instagram and Twitter is just how much fun, that genuine fun people seem to have. And me and Dems are old enough to know that there was a time, and it's probably still the same in some parts of London, where um, venues don't want us. Mm. Venues weren't allowing us to hire out their venues. They weren't putting on black events. They weren't they weren't doing business with black promoters, right? Like they weren't doing it. So it, you know, fast forward a couple of years, like we've had to take matters into our own hands and create these spaces for ourselves. Mm. And party holidays are nothing new, you know, like People are always off to Ibiza, Ibiza, you know, all these places, Mallorca, all these places to go for a party holiday. But, you know, you've got 4,000 plus black people traveling over to Malta to have fun. That is epic. It's unheard of. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's epic. And it's and unprecedented case- that I love. Right. Absolutely. They are, they are breaking, they are, they're breaking generational curses, man. Mm. Because when I tell you that, venues don't want did not want us like we they don't want our coin 
right? They don't want us in their venues. They don't, police will come and be shutting stuff down. We don't have spaces where we can gather and do our thing. Um, and in case you guys are wondering what this week's spotlight is, we're in it. <laughs> this is this week's spotlight. It's, we want to talk about Malta, but we also want to spotlight DLT. We want to give them their flowers, right? Because they are, like I said, are a group of friends who were just frustrated by the lack of events that were targeted for us um, and aimed at, you know, our kind of vibes. And they came together and they did it themselves. And days like this, DLT was born. And it has been wonderful to see their rise. Beautiful. The way, the way they, Black people, come together to support a genuinely good idea. Very simple concept. It's brunch and it's a party very simple concept but it was it's given us a space where we can just be ourselves and have mm. fun and mm. i think that that kind of opportunity should not be underestimated about how important that is um i will say that you know the whole party holiday thing for me it's not really my vibe but when i saw the but when i saw instagram i thought to myself okay what am i doing next year Right. For a split second, I was like, "Do you know what? Maybe I think I'm I might asshole. have to reach." Am I the asshole? Maybe I'm the asshole. I'm like, <laughs> saying, I'm like, come, let's just let's just go and get like our little villa, right, away right? from the kids, <laughs> and let's have a good time. It 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 made me feel like I missed out for the first time as well. Because the last Literally, one, I was like, oh, that's that's happen. nice, that's really cute. But this one, there was something about this year. There was some. I don't know what it was. They year. had some. It literally, was... they had some amazing performers. Like, and that's mm. again what I think is so amazing is that they have got they have like big big acts. You know, I know, big, right? Big acts. Like they're not just not just some any yeah yeah acts. Like these are big big international stars that are flying down to that small little Malta place, right? And it's it's just incredible. So this week's spotlight is on DLT, um, and. We just want to say big up DLT. I think that what you guys are doing, I mean, um, I think, I mean, I'm fortunate to at least know two or three out of the people that have started DLT. Um, mm. My husband's really good friends with one of the, um, with one of the founders of DLT. And so I've sort of seen in the background how much they've been grinding and working. And yeah, just from someone looking on the outside in, it, I can imagine it's it's not easy, but they're mm-hmm. creating something that I think that so many of us admire, um, and so many of us want to see win. Because as I say, like there is there are so many um, avenues in this country that we just didn't have access to because mm-hmm. just of how we look, and to take matters into your own hands has been incredible to watch. So well done to you guys, to DLT, more grease to your elbow, and who knows, you might just see Black Canvas next year. You might do. You, know, you might just see Black Canvas next year. Let's just see. <laughs> and shout out to that woman that in in the blue the blue um, outfit that got spun around upside down on that stage. Because, oh, did you see it? Yes. Oh my god, Dems, man! I was just like, what on earth? You guys are having fun, fun. Fun. And I saw it from the stage. I saw it from the crowd. I saw it from <laughs> up above because everyone's phone was out. Every time, every time someone was posting the video, you could see your phones out around. That's how you know everyone was enjoying. When it was, everyone had just oh, got their phone out and just vibing and feeling, I was like, "Hmm." I got it was my, amazing, man. 
Yeah. Oh, I love you guys for real, man. Honestly, all you love, oh, you kids love you. It just, I just love to see people just having good vibes, enjoying themselves, create, and most importantly, creating memories. Um, oh, that is what I so think important. is just amazing. Like every, you see, you see every more if you had just enjoyed the little mermaid and created some good memories with your son, we wouldn't be here. But anyway, um, yeah, well, that's a very good point. <clears throat> that's a very good point to end on, right? Look, life is stressful enough, and if you can create those beautiful memories, do it. So, as I say, yeah, big up DLT. You're doing amazing stuff. We're so proud of you, and we just can't wait to see DLT going bigger and better as the years roll in. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, guys, this was a bit of a long one, but look, we've been gone for a couple of weeks, so we, we felt it only right that we, <laughs> you know, add on, add on a little, you know, sort of 10, 20 minutes um, to our regular scheduling. So, um, but yeah, we're back. Um, and we've loved doing this and we hope that you guys are well we hope you haven't missed us too much we will be back again next week and hopefully we'll be joined by tiffany um but before we go Dems, have you got any lasting any last remarks before we sign off drink your water eat your vegetables and put on that spf every day very important piece of advice there stay hydrated guys um so yeah the, the weather's picking up over the next couple of days and you know in the uk we only get this um for a couple of days every year so don't waste it um so yeah if you're not already following us on all of our socials please do follow us keep in contact with us thank you so much for listening guys and we will be back with another episode next week take care bye bye, bye.